So today in our podcast, we're going to be wrapping up our program on acute care with gemotherapy extracts. And we'll be looking at two particular topics that have not been covered yet. One being um, ear inflammation or ear infections or ear aches. And the other being um, um, stomach viruses, which would cause either vomiting or diarrhea. I'm Lauren Hubley. I'm a family health coach. I am an expert in gemotherapy extracts that are made from the buds of trees and plants. Hey, y'all. I'm Megan Etheridge. I'm a wife and a mom. Um, I'm a nurse and an aspiring gemotherapist. And just here, um, having been working with Lauren and loving gemos and wanting to share what we know with y'all. So Megan, um, how about we start out with ear inflammation and ear infections? Um, can you share with me like some of the scenarios that moms typically face with those? Yeah, I can. And um, while they may be a little bit of different things as to what people call them, it's all really the same thing. So we just got over summer and we are in Louisiana, which means everyone is swimming. And so we see a lot of ear aches after swimming, what people call swimmer's ear here. Um, also, kids are either prone or not prone to those ear infections, those recurring ear infections that they have to go to the doctor for, that they want to take rounds of antibiotics for, and then go to tubes for. Um, and then just ear pain, whether you feel kind of full in your ears or just that ache overall. And I know I had an episode of that a few months ago for myself, which kind of came out of left field. But if we, I know, um, the GMO protocol for all of that is the same and doesn't change, but if you can kind of discuss it all and how the GMOs that you suggest work. Hey, great, Megan. Yeah, that, that's a simple thing. It doesn't matter what we call it, right? It matters that there's inflammation sensed or seen there, whether um, it's viewed by your practitioner as fluid behind the ear, or your child is complaining of a sensation, or you for that matter, Actually, the protocol is exactly the same. And as with all acute protocols, the sooner you act, the quicker the response and the less likelihood that we have built up inflammation or a chronic symptom setting in. So the extracts that we tend to use together and they work together synergistically is um, European blueberry, black currant, and dog rose. And um, the reason those work together is the European blueberry is working on improving microcirculation in that ear area. So it's helping um, um, improve the healing capacity and carrying out um, waste products, inflammation, toxins from that area. The um, Dog rose is reducing inflammation in the mucosal membranes and boosting immunity. And the black currant is always added in acute protocols to improve the outcome of the other two extracts and to improve the function of the adrenal gland as it goes into action and serves as command center for the immune response. Megan, I know you've used that protocol at home and you've advised moms to use it. How do you see um, the frequency and dosing to be? What seems to work? 
Um, so I, I love what you said, when you can start as soon as symptoms arise, that makes a huge difference as opposed to, I know sometimes when I see my little one sick, I'm like, oh, but he's not getting sick and just kind of pushing things to the back burner. No, the second you feel like something's happening and you kind of have a sense of where it's at, you need to start those protocols because the quicker you get to them, the more effective they are in, in getting those that inflammation resolved. Um, as with most GMO protocols, you're going to dose on what what the body's needs are asking you for. So if it's a mild or moderate pain, then I would say three times a day, three to four times a day dosing those protocols. And you'll find that these protocols are a lot the same. You know, black currant is always there. And then we're using other GMOs to support that inflammation in the area. And blueberry and dog rose are specific to the ear and those mucous membranes. Um, if, that, if that pain is severe, then I would not hesitate to dose a couple of times, maybe at once an hour, to get a jump on it and then back off to those few times a day, um, letting your, your own body or what your child's um, body is telling you and, and go from there. Right. One of the things, Megan, that, that I see often is ear inflammation comes when stools are, have been slowed down. And that for, for moms out there that have a recurring problem with their child, the focus really needs to be on before the inflammation comes and on what could um, reduce the current occurrences and if not eliminate. And we'll be talking in future episodes about how to address your child's um, elimination issues. But it's important to note right now, if you're dealing with one, you want to make sure your child's stool is um, um, occurring at least twice a day during this acute period. And the thing that you can be doing at home to help with that is fresh juices, smoothies, fresh fruits, um, a lot of whole, wholesome vegetables, vegetable soups, and increasing fluids so that their stools are moving in um, an easier fashion. Because if that cleaning backs up, the body has compensations. And many children, the compensations a year, right? Right. So and also, oh, sorry, okay. Mike. I just want to um, backtrack a little bit what we've talked yeah. about in previous episodes too, to how we're measuring um, someone being sick or we're measuring someone um, rebounding and getting well again. Um, and those measurements are appetite, energy, and mood. So I know this is true for the moms that um, are in our GMO moms group, that those with who have kids with recurring ear infections have their own otoscope because they've learned to look in there and kind of see how red it is. If they see, um, anything that's abnormal. So even if you are, you have an otoscope and you're looking in your child's ears, but their mood, appetite, and energy are good and they're, they're getting back to their normal, those are more the tools that we're using to measure, yes, they have something or no, they don't. Right, and even starting the protocol twice a day, if you believe there's some inflammation is a great idea. And then maybe it never goes any further, right? Right. Yeah, so is there anything else you could think about that would be helpful for moms when it comes to ear inflammation? I think right now, I think that we both understand that the majority of the time it's a chronic issue and that we are going to address that down the road. So um, making the choice to treat it 
with gemotherapy, I feel like is a step in the right direction. And then I promise we're, we're getting there soon where we're going to talk about chronic issues um, and how to address those so that we can resolve all these recurring acute inflammations that are happening. Sure, because that's really the goal. The goal is to help those be limited to, you know, twice a year and not once a month or once a month during the cold and flu season. So just um, to say this, so moms, if you're dosing the common uh, or the European blueberry, blackcurrant and dog rose, and your child is improving, you want to make sure you continue it until there are no symptoms. And also at the same time, noting that their stools have improved and are and they're back to themselves in those three areas that Megan mentioned. So I think um, with covering that, we should move on to stomach viruses, which is nobody's favorite topic, right? Never. <laughs> yeah. It's not just uncomfortable and uh, keeping people home. It's messy, right? It's so messy. And the things that you never thought that you would do and you have a child who gets sick and it just kind of gets everywhere. We've all been there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Megan, is there a protocol that you found that works? Yes. For um, vomiting or for nausea, fig. Fig is your go-to gemo for um, anything nausea and vomiting related. Yeah, and the nice thing about that is um, you can dose that directly during nausea or, or vomiting, and it could be on a little, the dose could be on a little spoon or directly in the mouth, because quite often taking in fluids, if either of those are extreme, can be very difficult. So you have a child that's vomiting and you want to help quiet that, you can dose directly right in the mouth. And remember when we're vomiting, we're getting rid of what's in there and we want that to happen, right? Um, we want, but what we don't want it is, is that message from the brain to the stomach to empty, to keep going once the stomach's empty. And that's where it gets uncomfortable and miserable for everyone involved or that every little thing comes right back up. Is there any other tip that you would share with moms if you've got a vomiting child at home? Um, for just what we do as nurses is a cool rag, a cool rag to the back of the neck or the forehead will kind of help to calm um, those areas down also. Um, and I think being mindful of dehydration, but also like you just said, not being, not pushing, like really letting the fig get in, you're probably gonna have to give a few doses before it settles and just give it time, which is hard to say when you're in the middle of a storm like that and you're like, please just stop, just stop. Yeah. Just give it time to take some action and um, it, it will, and it will all settle. What and, are your tips? Well, I think that the biggest thing is leave that stomach alone and let it rest. And um, we as moms feel like everything's better when our child's eating, right? The whole, the whole house is in harmony when we have a child that's eating. And this is not the time that that, that should be our measurement. We need to give that, that digestive tract a, a good 24 hours to rest and keep the body to fluids because there was a reason it emptied out, right? And that's that it was getting rid of a pathogen and there's inflammation there and cramping or um, 
the, this nausea. And so we just want to rest with some easy fluids, some herbal teas, some coconut water, a little juice, and um, not get right back to food. Yeah, wholeheartedly agree. Yeah. which is very counterintuitive to the way most of our cultures are because a little bit of food and a little bit of drink makes everyone better. And if you grew up like I did, a child of the 80s, Sprite and crackers is what you had when uh, <laughs> you were sick. And it kind of makes me cringe now. But <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, I'm pretty sure that I have a daughter that had that same formula um, when she would get sick. So so Megan, the, the other end is also problematic when we have really loose stools. And um, I know we've been talking about that in some of our classes lately, there, there are extracts that help slow down the stool. So again, just like the stomach is emptying, the intestines and the colon are emptying and for a reason. So, but, but we want to slow it down so that that's, those stools begin to take shape. And um, have you found fig to be useful for you in this case as well? Sometimes yes, and sometimes it needs a partner to go with it. Um, and so um, we have found that lithy and then lithy and black currant, because again, black currant is the director helps the adrenals who direct the immune system. And it also boosts the partnering extract to give it a little bit more oomph to do its job. So depending on whether the nausea and vomiting is there or if we're just talking about loose stools, I may try to combine the two or I may just go lithium black current if we're only talking about loose stools in an acute situation. Again, this isn't, I have loose stools chronically. This is, you know, my stool pattern. This is just, oh, maybe I ate something bad or I picked something up somewhere and I'm just having this loose stools suddenly. Sure, sure. So. Common fig slows um, digestion and it, um, so that it's more effective. And by slowing that down, it slows the output and, um, the, and it also relaxes the um, intestines. And so if there's cramping, it can be very good for that. But lithy um, uh, really takes it up a notch for slowing things down so that the stool can begin to form. Lithy is particularly the one you want to add if we've got frequent stools. If um, you know a child has one loose stool in the day, just let it be, right? And, right. And, um, and that's just nature taking its course. But what we're more concerned about is when there are frequent repetitive loose stools and um, we're losing control of the bowel too. And that's where the, the adding in the lithy and the black currant would be a great idea. Lauren, what would you recommend? Because I know both fig and lithy do slow stools. Mm -hmm. And so I, I never want to overshoot the mark. So mm -hmm. I'm a little bit more conservative in that area because the last thing you want to do is stop them completely and leave that pathogen just kind of not being expelled. Right. Well, I think what we're talking about here is something for 24 hours that we're doing on one day. If we find that the loose stools are continuing, we might need to look to doing something like fig and blueberry. Um, blueberry is very good at helping stool um, motility. And also blueberry is excellent at balancing um, the uh, bacterial flora in the intestines. 
So matching a little blueberry with the fig and black currant would be a really nice option. On the flip side of that, in, in a similar fashion, would be using lingonberry with black currant and fig. Um, just a slightly different action, but again, working with the um, um, intestine ability to harmonize the bacterial levels. And again, these are only necessary if we go on past the first day. Um, if, if the body was just emptying something out and it's done, then just let it be. But if it continues, it might need some support and readjusting. Great, those are great tips. So Megan, we've covered ears, we've talked about vomiting, we've talked about loose stools. Is there anything else that you think we need to include in this um, session? No, I think I think today we've been we've wrapped up acutes um, with talking about colds and flus and um, throat issues. Um, we've talked about fevers. We've talked about the ever-changing virus, <laughs> um, and now we've covered ears and um, GI tract, nausea, vomiting, and diarrhea. So I think that that covers it. Well, this is great. So what we'll be doing is we'll be wrapping up this acute program with one more episode that will introduce you to gemotherapy extracts as to what they are, how they're made, and a list of extracts that every mom will want to have on hand so they can deal with all these different acute episodes. So today uh, we'll be closing out. Megan, I wanna thank you for your time and I want to refer moms again to my website. If you're looking for further information about gemotherapy, there's a wonderful beginner's guide for gemotherapy. And any other resources you want to mention, Megan? Uh, Lauren has two books that you can find on Amazon. Just type in gemotherapy or type in Lauren Hubelay, and I recommend both of those books highly um, to get you started. Okay, moms, we know you can do it. We're giving you the tools, and you can take charge of your children's health right there at home. You sure can. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye.